You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and we are coming to you live from an SUV driving from Boston to Chicago on our way back from Geek Bowl. Uh, Shout out to Dan Lundberg. Uh, When I I told him the idea, he said, well, if you guys can pull it off, I'd like to hear it. And uh, well, here you go, Dan. It's uh, coming to you right now. Uh, Just a quick disclaimer early on in the show. Uh, Ken is driving, but he will not participate in the game because we want him to focus uh, 100% on the road. So he has uh, taken himself out of the game in any capacity. Uh, So he's driving. So thank you to Ken. He's our Ryan Gosling for the day, um, making sure we get from bank heist to bank heist. Uh, I'm joined here uh, in the front seat. I'm looking at the back of his head. That is Jeff, one of our co-hosts. How's it going, Jeff? Oh, good. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing pretty good, and uh, a very, very special guest coming to us from the SS Minnow in the middle of the ocean <laughs> is Matt Arts. How's it going, Matt? Yeah, it's going good. Uh, I was going to say Ken's actually more the Dan Aykroyd, making both of you the Miss Daisy uh, of the podcast. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, Ken Ken does have a, a nice beard and, uh, and has a low voice like Morgan Freeman, so... <laughs> Uh, so, Matt, uh, we know you weren't with us at Geek Bowl. You were missed. A lot of people asked about you. But I will say that the most pressing question that we received over and over again is how tall are you? Yeah, well, and that comes into play while I wasn't there. Uh, I was actually at the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend uh, as an alternate for Kevin Hart for Donovan Mitchell to dunk over. Uh, he decided I was too tall, so he went with Kevin Hart. Uh, clearly, I'm seven feet tall. You can't teach that. We've gone over that. We have gone over that. <laughs> big big cast understands. He understands. So, uh, yeah, what we're going to do today is just like a normal game, uh, but we're going to do it in a car. Um, just to give you guys a little context, we just left a rest stop, I believe, in Seneca, New York, if that's a place. I think we're near Buffalo. Um, I see some, uh, some trees, some farmhouses. I think Rich Flagel just uh, flew by on a broomstick. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going the speed limit. The person next to us kind of flicked us off but uh i think that was just a, a gesture from new york so thank you i'm gonna wave back <laughs> uh but yeah if you guys are ready uh we're basically gonna do our our, our same game it's gonna be uh two rounds of 10 questions each uh worth 10 points apiece. then we're gonna have a swing round designed by me today which would be a fun one and then uh, we're gonna do our final round which is five categorized questions where matt and jeff will be able to wager any and all of the points that they have accrued 
And on today's edition of Road Trip Triviality, we will find out who is the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop, yeah, oh yeah, the cream of the crop. And thank you to that clip. That was uh, Scott Barber, who you just heard on our previous episode, our live episode. And we're going to talk to Scott about being uh, the official Macho Man voice of Triviality. And uh, But as long as he's oiled up and he grows the long beard and eats a lot of beef jerky. So, uh, all right. Well, if you guys are ready, I think uh, we should just get started. Uh, we're going to do with question one here. Kind of excited about this one. Stop right now. The Spice Girls just signed contracts for a reunion tour, and I'm excited. Speaking of the Spice Girls, their fandom surprisingly came from just two chart-topping albums where the full group was together. They released a third album called Forever in 2000, but one of the girls was missing. Who was it? Five points for the Spice, five points for her name. Okay, I'm locked in. All right, Matt is locked in. Jeff, how well do you know the Spice Girls? Um... Uh, not not that well apparently um i was i was kind of excited i mean there was a lot of stuff there that i was going to go on you said stop right now i was like oh perfect spice girls and then uh you you mentioned the two albums which are uh, spice and spice world which i was hoping i might be able to get a question on that um so you you do know quite a bit about the spice girls i mean i may i might know a few things and you are wearing a union jack t-shirt on a road trip today so i guess (laughs) i should have known i mean i'm not going to show you my mel b tattoo so okay yeah i was uh blessed to have a sister who's seven years younger which puts her right in the spice girls wheelhouse so i watched the spice world movie several times um very familiar with this. I, I unabashedly watched that movie despite not having a sister who was interested in the Spice Girls. So. <laughs> I And I had a cousin, uh, Stephanie, who would always watch the movie with me, but I would prefer to watch the movie and ask her to watch it instead of being asked. So Great movie. We're all in agreement here. Everyone loves the Spice Girls. Uh, I, believe I'm, I believe I'm locked in. All right, so Jeff and Matt are locked in. Uh, Matt was pretty quick on the draw there, so let's start with Matt. Yeah, I believe it's uh, Ginger uh, Jerry Holloway. Okay. Let's go to Jeff. Uh, I, too, said Ginger, but I said Jerry Hallowell. All right. Well, one of you is getting full points. One of you is getting half points. Jeff uh, had the last name correct. It was Hallowell, uh, not Holloway. So uh, Jeff will be getting 10 points, and Matt will be getting five. I was in the ballpark. I'm not too mad about that. All right. So uh, we're going to go to question two here. Oh, look at that. Uh, we just uh, We just passed the Alamo in San Antonio. That was really cool. I thought we were going to stop over, guys. Uh, All right, uh, number two. If I put on a red Yankees hat and was rocking out to Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, what band would be on my speakers? Do you also have a wallet chain? Uh, I I do have a wallet chain. Okay, so the thing that really disappoints me is I felt there was a wallet chain joke coming, and I could (laughs) not for the life of you tell you what band this is. Well, you have to imagine, I'm running on four hours sleep every Uh, night for this whole week. I've got nothing. I'm going to tap out. Okay, so Jeff is tapping on this question. Let's go to Matt. Yeah, in hopes that you guys uh, keep rolling, rolling uh, oh, on your way Limp back. Biscuit. It's, uh, it's Limp Biscuit. <laughs> it is Limp Biscuit. so that's 10 points to Matt there. Uh, famously did the Undertaker's theme uh, when he was the American Badass. Ooh. Maybe that was Kid Rock. Ooh, I, I think he did, one of, he did one of Undertaker's themes at some point. All right, now question three is going to be the first of two road trip-themed trivia questions since we're on a road trip. So this one is uh, a literature-based question, just like the other one is going to be. So your question is, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Persig 
follows the author and his son on a motorcycle road trip. If they had a GPS, what states would be their start point and end point? So I'm looking for what state did they leave and what state did they travel to? You have no clues on that? No clues on that. It's a pretty famous book. I can give you some clues. I know it's a famous book. I read it in 2005. I don't, I don't know anything about it, but I have a guess then. Okay. I, f- I feel like they're in California, but I can't tell if they leave there or they end up there. They might road trip up the West Coast. I'm trying to remember. All right, I'm going to lock in with an answer. All right, so uh, let's start with Matt. Yeah, my guess is that it's um, following the famous road trip route 66 and i went from illinois to california and jeff my impression when i read the book uh, and mind you like i said it's been a long time uh, i did really enjoy it but um i was more interested in the philosophical themes than i was the geographic ones uh, i feel like they maybe went up the west coast so i'll say uh, california to washington uh, well you both got california right but the road trip actually started in minnesota ah oh, minnesota i was close then you were close it was minnesota to california one of the things that we wanted to do with this game uh, that was undisclosed before, but uh, we'll just tell it now, there's a bet between Matt and Jeff of how long Jeff can go on this road trip without stopping to go to the bathroom. So Jeff is already on seven hours. Uh, he's like a Zen master. Uh, Ken, on the other hand, is on 12 hours, so I don't think anyone's going to reach him today. All right, question four. Uh, this question, uh, although not an official listener-submitted question, comes from my girlfriend, Colleen who crushed the How I Met Your Mother quiz the other day that we went to. So she wanted to give me a How I Met Your Mother road trip question. On How I Met Your Mother, Marshall and Ted take a road trip from New York Mm. to Gazzola's Pizza, their favorite pizza place, which is in what city? I was hoping this was going to be a proclaimer's question. Just going to look at Ken here, uh, just see if he gives me a nod if the roads are smooth or not smooth. All right, he says they're smooth, so congrats, uh, New York State. Well done. Well done. All right, and I am locked in. Uh, I'll take a guess. Okay, so Jeff, uh, where's your mind at on this one? Well, I know um, Marshall is from uh, Minnesota, famously. Uh, I say he's a huge Vikings fan. Uh, I just guessed Minneapolis. Okay, Minneapolis. And Matt? Yeah, I know. I think Ted is from Cleveland because they always made jokes about him being a Browns fan and how terrible that was. So I was initially thinking Cincinnati, but then I think it comes down to he it's in Chicago. So I I said Chicago. Yep. And it is Chicago. It's where we're going. Uh, it's the <laughs> same road trip. Where, so we're going to stop at uh, a fictional pizza place as well and probably get kicked out of a nice family establishment. And speaking of pizza, Jeff and I would like to give a shout out to Pinocchio's Pizza on the Harvard campus. Uh, Ken, Jeff and I all had a slice of pizza there and learned that that's where Mark Zuckerberg worked on Facebook. So we figured if we eat some of this pizza, it'll rub off on us and we'll create a uh, multi-billion dollar podcast empire, apparently. So shout out to Pinocchio's and to the guy puking outside. All right. (laughs) Now, uh, it's going to be our first question five here uh, from our listener, David Wilkinson. Uh, And David uh, sent in a movie question. He didn't know it was coming to me, but I thought it was a great question. Uh, only because Ken is going to get a nice reference in here uh, that I don't think the other guys are going to understand, but I will explain that later. So (laughs) question number five. In what classic 80s movie is the main character given the incredible downhill skiing advice, go that way really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. Trying to think of any 80s movies with skiing in it, and I'm coming up. Not much right now. 
Jeff, you having as hard a time as I am? I, I am. Um, I feel like I can get it, though, which is the thing that really bothers me. Oh, look, there's a Tim Hortons here on the service area. Any of you guys have Tim Hortons before? Canadian? I have. Okay. I'm not going to think any harder. Uh, as soon as you say it, I'll probably feel really stupid. But Okay. I have, I have an answer because I don't care anymore. Okay. All right. So Matt is locked in. and That's, that's basically where I'm at. Okay. All right. So it looks like both of you guys are probably going to be giving guesses. So Jeff, what is your guess? Uh, so I don't think it's in the 80s. I don't think it's very funny, but I said uh, vertical limit. Ver- vertical limit. Okay. Nice <laughs> nice reference. And Matt? Uh, the only 80s movie with snow I could even think of right now is Rocky IV. So I said Rocky IV. Ooh, hearts on fire. Great training montage. Um, if you uh, listen to Best of the Best podcast, you know that we had Diane Franklin on the show, who was in a movie with John Cusack called Better Off Dead. Mm. And Ken is nodding a ton, and he's not headbanging. He's just going, that is the answer. <sighs> and he pointed at Jeff, like Macho Man points to President Jack Tunney. Okay. Uh, so thank you, David, for that question. We appreciate it. And if you guys haven't seen Better Off Dead, it's a, a great, uh, fun little weird movie. So uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, our next question is going to be a little bit of history geography. So Jeff, I think, is going to be pretty excited. If I wanted to see the most pyramids in one location as possible, I would go to this African nation who have over 200, twice as much as Egypt. I'm suddenly less excited. Where else do they build pyramids? I mean, outside of, like, Central America. Yeah, I, was, I initially started going into South America... And then that's yeah. not right. All right, uh, I'm locked in with a guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm locked in. All right, let's start with Matt. Yeah, in honor of uh, Black Panther coming out yesterday, I said Wakanda. Nice Wakanda. Nice. I know is in a country. <laughs> okay, and Jeff. So I went just a little further south. I think they continue building pyramids down the Nile. Pretty large country. Uh, I guess Sudan. It is Sudan. Mm. It is Sudan. So points for Jeff. Yeah, they uh, there was an article. They unearthed a ton of pyramids uh, that they didn't know were previously there. Uh, really fascinating. So definitely just Google pyramids Sudan and you'll you'll find it. Yeah, much safer to Google it than to go there. Yes. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, can you do a uh, score update for us? As uh, I I have a lot of stuff on my lap in the back seat here. All right. So yeah, after question six, uh, the score is. Um, Jeff with 20 and me with 25. Okay, so pretty tight game, 20 to 25. Question seven here. I want you guys to pretend that you are job recruiters and an artist's resume lands on your desk. The resume includes highlights named The Crimson Beach, Falling Water, Gray Cliff, and Taliesin. Who is applying for a job? Man, if this game shows anything, it's that um, I know what I know and I and I don't know what I don't. <laughs> when you first said includes highlights, I was I thought you were talking about highlights magazine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the favorite magazine of all dental offices. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know that one. Taliesin. Uh, Ken, we're approaching a toll booth in one mile, so make sure we got our toll set. <laughs> Make sure to uh, stiff the toll worker and give him the bird. I, my, Wyoming is really beautiful right now. Um, I actually think I know this one and I'm locked in. Okay, Matt has locked in. I'm out. I wish I had a good guess or even a joke. Um, but I don't, so we'll leave it at that. Okay, so Matt, is, uh, Matt has an answer. Jeff does not. So, Matt, let's hear your answer. 
Yeah, so I think I actually took the walking tour of this artist in Oak Park, Illinois. Uh, I think this is Frank Lloyd Wright. It is architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Wow. Great pull there, Matt. Oh, Falling Water, yeah. Yep. I know the house. Fun fact about Falling Water, Angelina Jolie uh, gave a present to Brad Pitt with a uh, private tour because he's a huge architecture fan, and they took over Falling Water for a few hours. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in a tree a mile away uh, spying on them through my camera. Um, It seemed like a fun party. Right. Talked about architect Ted Mosby earlier, architect Frank Lloyd right now. There's a lot of synergy. It's synergy. It's an architecture-heavy show, but inside of a car, which is architects, you know. Actually, speaking of engineering, that's going to be our next question, which is question eight, I believe. Germany is known for their engineering, but it was a little too much engineering that led to this group being the first artist to ever have a Grammy Award rescinded. Mm. Okay, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Oh, Jeff, quick on the draw there. Jeff, let's start with you. Um, I feel like Millie Vanilli had their... uh there's rescinded okay and matt mm-hmm. yes they didn't uh blame rain it was the engineering uh millie vanilli it is millie vanilli great job guys all right here comes the toll booth operator very nice beard hey how's it going thank you thank you okay um i don't know why i'm paying the toll booth or the toll from the back say. right seat but i did i threw it i threw the coins at him but he asked for it all right so we're on to question nine Almost ending the first round here. Oh, oh wait, Niagara Falls on the right. Niagara Falls. We have some mm-hmm. pictures. So uh, as a team, we uh, left 8 p.m. from Chicago, drove overnight, and decided to go to Niagara Falls at 5 in the morning. We'll post a picture. Uh, we were on the American side, as Jeff, about every two and a half minutes, said it's better on the Canadian side. Um, but uh, <laughs> we wanted to see the American side. It's not untrue. Every two and a half minutes. Um, but the highlight of that trip was we saw the falls. They were beautiful. Wish, wish you could have been there, Matt. But Matt was there in spirit mm-hmm. because we saw a black cat who stared at us and then scurried away. So I think that was Matt just being like, hey, guys, I'm here. It's okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. And we saw the same black cat in Salem, which we went to. Voiced by Nick Bakai. There you go. The black cat, the mascot of Salem. All right. Uh, so uh, question nine is just going to be a sort of a riddle. Um, it's just your base, basic riddle, so think of it that way. It's not totally a trivia question. It's, it's a riddle. I am the beginning of everything, the end of everywhere, the beginning of eternity, and the end of time and space. What am I? Locked in. Okay. Matt is in. I just kind of go into low power mode. Um, Jeff's in low power mode. He's got his hand on his head. He's kind of T-boying in a seated position. I kind of sit like that a lot, though. I think this might be one of the riddles from Batman Forever. It uh, it might be, actually. I, I probably subconsciously or unconsciously <laughs> took it from there. So While watching it for the 20th time. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it, Jeff? Cause you, so you can correct me. Up, unconsciously or subconsciously? Did I, if it was Batman and I didn't it, know it. It would be subconscious. Subconsciously. If you, were, if you were unconscious, that would be interesting. But I consciously hate you, so I got that one right. Uh, I'll lock in with a guess. Okay. Uh, let's start with Matt. The letter E. Okay, and Jeff? Um, I also went with a, a letter E, then I added on a little bit more. Uh, it's what I'm feeling right now, which is entropy. Entropy, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it is uh, my middle initial. It's the letter E. So letter E at the end of everywhere, etern- uh, beginning of eternity, end of time and space. All right, and now for the last question in the first round of this uh, road trip edition of Triviality. Um, Ken is... Uh, Singling for some peanuts. Hold on. Here you go. All right. All right. He's got some peanuts here. 
Uh, for anyone that wants to know, they are uh, just salted peanuts. Nothing special. Ken doesn't <laughs> like the fancy things in life. No frills. Just keep it simple. All right. Uh, so question number 10. If you took the number of U.S. states minus the number of states that call themselves commonwealths, how many states would remain? And five bonus points if you can name all four. Ah, f***. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey uh, Matt, do you think you can? Uh, you think you can subtract four from uh, fifty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, re- I'll rephrase it. He didn't, he didn't tell us how many states there were, so we had to, we had to know that. All right, I'm gonna rephrase. I I did know that. Uh, I I know you probably did. Next up. Next up, Ugh. River City. River City. <laughs> Question number ten. Uh, I'm basically just uh, looking for uh, two of the four states in the United States that call themselves commonwealths. So if you can just name two of them, uh, you will get the points. I am locked in. Okay. I am locked in. All right. So Matt was a little unsure. So let's start with Matt. Yeah, I I think this is mostly a northeast, east coast kind of thing. So I'm 100% sure on Virginia. um, And the other one I came up with was Rhode Island. Jeff? Uh, so I, I agree with Matt on the Commonwealth of Virginia. That was the one I kind of figured you'd have. The other one, I think we left uh, only a few hours ago behind us, and that would be the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, it is Massachusetts. Matt, if you were with us at Geek Bowl, you would have learned that in Massachusetts on the Freedom Trail, but you mm. did not. I, I don't remember that from the Freedom Trail. <laughs> It, the Freedom Trail is everywhere in Massachusetts, and Massachusetts is everywhere in the Freedom Trail. Uh, what were the other two? Uh, I, I don't actually remember the other two offhand. Um, ah, you don't you don't know the other two? I, yeah, I I'm I knew there were four, um, but I don't I don't remember. One one is a powerhouse in bas- uh, basketball in college almost every year. North Carolina. Nope, another one. Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Yes, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. And that- the, and the other one, not this year, not, not this year no. And the other one <laughs> is the uh, home state of our uh, current Super Bowl champions, Pennsylvania. Oh. So they are like okay. an East, East Coast-ish thing. Yes. So just for the record, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. All right. So the first round is over, and uh, we've tabulated the scores. Matt has 55 points, and Jeff is not too far behind with 40. So for the swing round today, there's actually going to be 11 questions worth five points apiece, uh, and they're not really full questions. It's uh, pretty simple, actually. Um, we're all uh, shown different types of advertising uh, all throughout the day, whether it's uh, on a piece of paper, on a, on a sign, uh, on a vehicle, anything like that. So what I'm going to ask you uh, is actually animal-themed. Uh, I have a list of 11 companies, and I just want to know what animal or... Uh, creature is on their logo. Does everyone understand? Okay. All right. So number one is going to be MSN. Number two, Lacoste. Number three, Swavorsky. Number four, Red Bull. Number five, Bacardi. Number six, Saab. Number seven, Peugeot. These are interesting. Uh, Peugeot. uh, P-U-E-G-O-T. That's correct. Number eight, World Wildlife Fund. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for that one. I think I know all of these. Number nine, 
Greg Norman apparel. Okay, I'm out. Oh. <laughs> I know that one. Number 10, Abercrombie and Fitch. And uh, number 11 is Echo Unlimited. I'm just going to go through one more time, and I'm going to be pretty specific here to help you guys out. Uh, also, one thing on what answers I'm going to accept, some of these may have one or more mm-hmm. of a creature on the logo, and you have to be specific. So not just name the animal, okay? Number one, tech company MSN. Number two, clothing company Lacoste. Number three, jewelry company Swavorsky. Number four, energy drink Red Bull. Number five, alcohol Bacardi. Number six, vehicle Saab. Number seven, vehicle Peugeot. Number eight, organization, the World Wildlife Fund. Number nine, clothing, Greg Norman Apparel. Number 10, clothing, Abercrombie and Fitch. And number 11, clothing, Echo Unlimited. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. I'm tattooing them on my skin right now. <laughs> Memento. I keep I keep seeing the Seat logo in my head, so I just have to get to Peugeot. Um, the rest of them, I'm I'm either sure that I know them or sure that I don't know them. So. Well, what I find interesting about all of this are these these are some logos that you might see all the time, and sometimes you just never recognize so what's inside the logo. Matt Matt right. is probably not seeing Saab logos as they went defunct about five years ago. And uh, Peugeot is not sold in the U.S., so probably not seeing many of those either. Well, we are an international show. That's all for all, for all those international fans. Yeah. We're uh, pointing to you, Australia, United Kingdom, and our one friend in Finland. Uh, please send us an email. We don't know your name, but we want to get to know you. We want to visit Finland. Laurie Markkinen. It is Laurie. We didn't want to give away his name because he has some star power, but it is Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask a Laurie Markkinen uh, trivia question today, but I didn't because I knew it would be too easy for Matt. Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he has hit the most three-pointers by a rookie the fastest out of any rookie, right? Yeah, he was the fastest to 100 threes. Fastest to 100 threes, that's what it was. Uh, He beat out Damian Lillard by, like, I think a game and a half or two games. All right, I'm locked in with the ones that I know. Uh, I'm just taking another moment on the Peugeot one. Um, Well, Jeff, uh, you're supposed to do that at a rest stop. (laughs) Nope. I've been holding it about 15 hours right now. And uh, I'm going to keep going. You're the David Blaine of triviality. 
I wish being locked in a block of ice would be uh, really nice right now. Uh, and I think I'm good. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to go uh, go down the list, ask you, and get your answer. So uh, the first one was MSN. So let's go with Matt. Um, I had no idea. I just put dog. Okay. I like dogs. All right. And Jeff? MSN. I, uh, I guess maybe I was thinking about the uh, telecom. Uh, I went peacock. All right. Well, the answer is butterfly. There's a butterfly uh, right above the N yeah, of MSN. Yeah. All right. Number two was Lacoste. Let's go to Matt. Well, this is one where you said you had to be specific, so I wasn't sure if I was going to see you later or in a while, but I went with later and put alligator. Uh, yeah, this is one that I could have gone either way, um, but for the sake of uh, consonants, I went uh, crocodile. And it is the Lacoste crocodile. It could have gone either way. I was I was in the that, same boat. That's I, I, a rough one to lose. <laughs> all right, number three, Swavorsky, Matt. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I put a bear, but then when he said it was jewelry, I know that's probably not right, but I have bear. Okay, and Jeff. Uh, I feel like that one is a swan, but I don't know for sure. Quit looking at me, swan. It is a swan. That was a Billy Madison mm. impression that doesn't really fit what's going on here. but And wasn't very good, <laughs> but you know. It wasn't. Um, yeah, and Matt, uh, Swavorsky are those crystal stores that you see in all the malls. Oh. Uh, and we're actually parked right now because Ken's running in to get a nice trinket uh, for someone. So he uh, he has uh, <laughs> he's missing a couple little uh, bedazzlings for his phone. So one moment, uh, there's actually a uh, station wagon here next to us, and it's it's on fire, pointing with Wally World signs. So it looks like they're going to Wally World. So good for them. I didn't see any. I saw them when you and Mom were trying to fold the map. Audrey, when they close the road, they put up big signs like this one. No time to help. Uh, we have a trivia podcast to get on with. Yeah, we have we have to do it. All right, uh, number four, Matt, was Red Bull. What did you say? Well, it seemed way too easy, but I'm pretty sure the logo is two bulls. Uh, two bulls. It is two bulls. Just wanted to be specific about it because there are two bulls butting heads, as Matt said. So uh, even though yeah. it's called Red Bull, there are two bulls. Uh, fair enough. All right, uh, moving on. Number five was Bacardi. Uh, Matt I probably takes uh, some Bacardi. I know this often, so, so what do you got, Matt? <laughs> yeah, no, Bacardi is garbage rum, uh, <laughs> but their logo is some kind of bat-looking thing, so I said a bat. Okay, Jeff? I also went bat. It is a bat, uh, and you heard it here first. Bacardi is garbage rum, according to, according to Matt. <laughs> I had read that um, people only still drink Bacardi so rappers can rhyme it with party. Okay, I mean, that's a valid reason. If you're uh, So maybe it's owned by a music it, producer. It's not a valid reason. Next one was Saab. Uh, a vehicle of Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld. So Matt, what do you got? Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't know this one at all. I, I put a ram. Okay, and Jeff. Uh, I believe this one is a dragon. Ooh, uh, pretty close. It's a griffin. It is a griffin. It's a griffin. Uh. It's pretty close, Jeff, with the mythical creature. Okay, Peugeot, the uh, French automaker. Uh, Matt, what did you put for that? Oh, I just put dog again because I still don't know. Okay, and Jeff. I couldn't get a couple of them out of my head. Um, Renault, its main competitor is a diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a couple other makers in my head. A Seat, which has like kind of like a phoenix uh, on their logo. I was still thinking it was some kind of bird, um, so I said eagle. Okay, uh, so eagle and dog. It is actually a lion. Uh. Oh, yes, it is. It, it very much so is, yeah. It is a lion. Yeah, I, as soon as you said that, I could see it now. It's kind of like a... Um, rectangular logo well 
rounded corners, and then it's a little wider at the top. It's got the lion in the middle, and it says Peugeot on the bottom. That's right. Um, well, the next one, I was gonna, just going to say WWF, but I, I know there could be some confusion there. Um, yeah. So I went with the World Wildlife Fund. What do you have, Matt? Yeah, uh, the reason that the WWF is currently the WWE, uh, I have a shirt with two pandas hitting each other over the head with steel chairs. It's a panda. Okay. And Jeff? I don't know if pandas are worth saving. Uh, if uh, an animal won't breed on its own in captivity, uh, it's probably a lost cause. I said the panda. Okay. And Jeff, uh, giving us a little inkling of his uh, uh, OKCupid profile. Um, Jeff it, is very anti-panda. <laughs> I did not expect that. Very, Jeff is very anti-panda, and unless it's a red panda maybe. Do you like red pandas? Oh, sure. Of course. They're adorable. Okay. Logo of Firefox, but uh, that's not a question. Uh, but no, uh, it is a panda. You are correct. Uh, designer would be proud of you both. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I get that. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, so the next one was a little sports related, which is probably why Jeff didn't get it, or he won't get it. Yeah. We'll see, though. Uh, Matt, what do you have for Greg Norman? For all of our Aussie listeners, uh, Greg Norman from Australia, known as the Shark. So I said Shark. All right, uh, Jeff. I had no idea, so I got it, nothing. It is Shark. Famously known for melting down in the Masters and blew like a five-stroke lead uh, in like the last I, two holes. I kind of remember that. Not as cool as the Golden Bear, though, Jack Nicholas. but still. The second to last one is a location where I hold my breath every time I walk past because of the uh, cologne and perfume <laughs> seeping out of its doors. Uh, along with uh, uh, Easy Tanner, it would be Abercrombie and Fitch. So, Matt, uh, what do you have for that? Yeah, I always found Hollister to be the worst smelling of the two, but uh, I think this one is a moose. All right, and Jeff? Uh, I thought this one was an eagle. Okay, so Hollister is a bird, but uh, Abercrombie and Fitch... Also, American Eagle is an eagle. American Eagle is an eagle. Uh, But Abercrombie and Fitch is a moose. Ah. Uh, And a few years back, um, people didn't like the moose logo in the United States, so they kind of... Uh, moved away with it but overseas it's still a moose on the logo yeah they're mostly known for just having plain shirts that just say like amber crabby and fitch they don't really have the logo as much as some of the other companies so yeah so it'd be tougher to know that one if you haven't seen it a lot yeah, I used to uh, I used to have a summer high school job where I would stand outside of Abercrombie and Fitch shirtless. Um, right. I wasn't employed by Abercrombie and Fitch, um, but uh, you know it was freelance. It was freelance. The last last one here is sort of a clothing that sometimes skaters wear. Echo Unlimited. What do you have, Matt? Something you used to purchase at your local Gadzooks. Uh, I believe it's a rhino. Okay, and Jeff. Uh, that makes sense upon hearing it, uh, but I couldn't get Gecko out of my head, so I went Gecko. <laughs> It is a rhino. So after the swing round, Matt has 90 and Jeff has 65. We still have uh, 10 questions here in the final for Jeff to come back. Oh, this is probably the best game I've ever played. So I'm going to do all of my games from my bed from now on, just so you guys know. So in order for you to have your best game, we have to do the game while driving, and you have to be in bed. You have to be in bed. Yeah, that's how this works. Maybe we'll just Skype you in for all our trivia nights. And you'll just have like an iPad. We'll have Jeff's iPad with your face, and you're in bed. The fact that we're skyping Matt in on a small recorder and recording a podcast while driving cross country—it's pretty cool. So, thanks a lot to our Patreon subscribers who were able to get us this uh, new Zoom uh, recorder, so we can record on the road. Oh yes, I'm glad you said that. So yes, uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, which you guys can uh, join at Patreon.com/TrivialityPodcast. Um, this new recorder is all thanks to you. So um, we're going to be posting a picture of the recorder and also a picture of our live game that we did last week on our Patreon. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. So thank you once again to all of you guys. And if you guys want to check it out, go to the website. All right, round two is going to start with this question. He might have been born in Oklahoma, 
But this television and film actor, whose real first name is Carlos, was just made an honorary Texan in 2017 for his contributions to the state in a fictional law enforcement capacity. Oh, uh, I'm in. That's Carlos Danger, right? <laughs> yes. Callback. All right, Jeff is in. Wait, Slugbug. There's my shoulder, Neil. Locked in. Okay, Matt is locked in. So let's start with Matt. Um, so I'm thinking this is possibly a Texas Ranger, uh, so I'm going with Chuck Norris. All right, and Jeff? Um, when I think of television actors who portrayed police officers of note in Texas, there is only one, uh, Chuck Norris. It is Chuck Norris. Are we running low on gas here? Yeah, we'll probably have to walk to, All right. uh, to get some fuel. So. <laughs> You'll um, probably find our corpses on the side of the road. I'm, I, I pulled up my jeans so you can see a little bit of my calf. Um, so if that helps uh, and you want to stop, please stop. Let that be a beacon towards you guys. little beacon. Uh, here's a little uh, mid, mid-game trivia. That uh, shot was used in what film that won the Big Five? The Big Five Oscars. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No, no, I'm talking about the leg. The leg being ah. used to stop a car. Clark Gable... <laughs> I'm, of course, kidding, because uh, Close Encounters, though it's great, was never going to win the Big Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. A little salty back here, and it's not just the peanuts. No, it was It Happened One Night. Frank Capra film. Ah. Okay. Oh. All right. The audience, the audience erupts. Okay. The next question, question two. British engineer. One moment, please. It's a little rocky road here. A little rocky road. But uh, mm-hmm. just so you guys know, if you want to have some fun... You can go to the... Oh, I can't read it. That was a uh, car dealership. Sorry. But yep, a lot they, of fun there. They're having a, a sale on uh, Kia Souls, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, question two. British engineer Sir Barnes Wallace invented this weapon designed to avoid underwater defenses, such as torpedo nets, and the ability to detonate at a predetermined time. Well... I apparently misread or misheard the question and didn't hear weapon. Uh, I was thinking it was a periscope, so I said periscope. Okay. And Jeff? Uh, mines? It's actually the bouncing bomb. It would be dropped, okay. dropped from a plane yep. and it would yeah, skip okay. across the water and uh, not get caught by submarine deforces. Deforces? Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Hold, yeah, hold on. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> Jeff's Siri is, I believe, Australian, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's Australian. Uh, anytime we can we can feel like we're down under in nice weather. So we're just looking for a gas station here. Uh, we see some wind turbines. Um, and uh, we're, I don't know. There's not a lot of gas stations here. Uh, but there's a guy selling mangoes on the side of the road. Yeah, they were making fun of me for my Australian Siri the other day. I enjoy the Australian Siri. I have Australian Siri on mine as well. And what's funny about it is every time she tells me, you know, an answer, she goes, go pies. So that's made up. <laughs> Uh, all right, question. It's about as made up as the time I tried to send an email to Yvonne Strahovski just so I could have her voice recorded instead of series, but... Well, a restraining order does not count as an autograph, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, the next question, question three. Conan O'Brien's sidekick shares his last name with a man who developed a scale to measure what? Oh, I got it. All right. You're looking for the thing that it measures, right? The thing that it measures, correct. Oh, yeah. Uh, it took me forever to come up with him, despite the fact that I watched him in five separate roles on yeah. Arrested Development in season three. <laughs> well, let's start with Jeff. What do you got? Uh, I believe that would be Andy Richter, and the Richter scale measures uh, seismic activity. 
All right, and Matt? Uh, yeah, I said uh, earthquakes. So. And yes, yeah, seismic activity and earthquakes, it is uh, the Richter scale, so you're both correct. You're getting points. Turn right. Turn right. All right. Oh, geez, Siri. Sorry, Siri. We're stopping at the Seneca Hawk, which is a very angry-sounding gas station. Uh, but they do have a propane exchange, mm, so that's nice. Propane and propane accessories. There's a nice man filling up his Subaru here. He kind of looks like Michael McDonald. Was oh, it self-service in New York? We had that problem. So no, we were just at full service. Yeah. In New yeah. Jer- In New Jersey, you're not allowed to pump your own gas. Did you see um, that they're going to change that in Oregon? And all the Oregonians Oregon. were losing their shit. Oh, they so were, funny. <laughs> My favorite though, it was like a guy was like he was on Twitter. And he's like, I'm a 65 year old man. Like I've never had to pump gas. This stuff is really yeah. dangerous. Like, like I can't believe like, they're going to make me do this. Right <laughs> <laughs> and I saw one of the one of the comments was like, uh, I'm from. Um, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, and we pump our own gas. I would be happy to come there and teach you how to do it for like $65 an hour or something like that. Yeah. There was one that was like, uh, I don't want to smell like gas all day. And oh, that was like, my favorite. How do you think you pump gas? Yeah, you're always getting drenched in your own gas. It was it was literally like, we need professionals to do this, and I yeah. could not take it. And they're like, it's, a, it's taking away a job from somebody. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean that that's yeah. not untrue. Um, so did uh, self checkouts, but they're way better. So, I mean, if I don't have to talk to people, question four: What NFL division is the only one where all four teams have won a Super Bowl? All right, I am locked in. Wow, Jeff knows it so fast. I mean, I'm locked in too, but I'm just impressed. Matt was was locked in earlier than Jeff even heard the question. Probably. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's start with uh, Jeff then. Well, at first I thought you said uh, conference, uh, so I was like, ah, got it, trick question, and then I had to think about it for a moment. Um, I think this just happened uh, to the NFC East. All right, Matt? Yeah, the Redskins, uh, I think, won it in the early 90s, or they won it with the, those hogs, um, and then the Giants have definitely won it, Cowboys have definitely, and then the Eagles just won, so NFC East is the answer. That is correct. It is the NFC East. The the most important three years, of course, were all three that Tom Brady was sent packing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, moving on to question five. It's another listener-submitted question. This one comes from Matt Hiller, so thank you, Matt. The genus Aptonidites, from the ancient Greek meaning without feather or wing, and diver, refers to what animal? Or it could be Aptonodites, mm. perhaps? It's uh, A-P-T-E-N-O-D-Y-T-E-S. Without feather or wing. And diver? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where feather or wing come into this. I'm locked in. Okay. All right, I'll lock in. All right, let's start with Matt. All right, so at first I was kind of thinking maybe like ostrich. Um, they don't really fly and they stick their heads in the sand. Um, but then I went in a completely different direction. I thought maybe they saw the these animals diving into the water a bunch and i went with otter all right otter and jeff Ooh, that's that's really good um yeah i couldn't i couldn't come up with something that was like um yeah obviously not a bird but you know something that dives a lot i was thinking a lot of birds that do dive um penguins and and heron and all the other stuff um i think the ostrich thing where they stick their head in the sand is actually a myth um but i'm not sure um but i just went with a a rather large mammal i went uh, dolphin all right well um you both won't be getting points, unfortunately, but you both... Actually, one of you did say the answer uh, when you were thinking about it. It was 
penguin. Ooh. Oh, penguin. I, I had penguin in my head too, but they have wings. And they have feathers. Uh, they have they have wings and feathers. Right. Well, it's it's the ancient Greeks, so you know they weren't uh, yeah. they didn't go to Harvard where we just came from. So, <laughs> I mean, I didn't go to Harvard, and I knew that they have feathers and wings. Uh, but at least that's where the the root word comes from. So, uh, all right. So uh, thank you, Matt Hiller, for that. So can't really I don't know much about penguins, so I couldn't really go farther into that. So uh, we'll have to Google it. It's penguin. Don't you dare run away. <laughs> What's that? Billy Madison, right? Bar- Billy Madison. That's two Billy Madison references in in one <laughs> show. I like it. Too too many. Too too many. Ooh. Not tortilla chips. What did Ken get? Oh, got some popcorn. All right. So after question five in the second round, it is one twenty to Matt and ninety five for Jeff. So Jeff is closing the gap here. Let's see if he can overpay overtake Matt. Let's see if he can overtake Matt. Question number six. What plastic toy? originally called the Pluto Platter, was invented by Fred Morrison in 1951 and probably a favorite of Oddjob. He said Pluto Platter. I'm locked in. The Pluto Platter. Jeff is locked in, so feel free to tell us what you're thinking, Matt. All right. Well, what I know about Oddjob is that he is from James Bond, which Neil has an affinity for. So I'm not surprised there's an odd job clue in there. Uh, he's short, and that's why he was banned from Goldeneye when we used to play. Um, <laughs> Ken is nodding in agreement as he's stuffing popcorn in his face. Yeah, he was he was a cheap character because you couldn't auto-aim on him. You had to aim down, um, which doesn't help me at all. <laughs> uh, Pluto Platter does nothing for me. Uh, at the time, it was a planet, so... Good on that. I guess I'm going to say Jax. Jax. Okay. All right. And Jeff, what do you have? Um, so what do I know about Oddjob? Uh, he likes to throw his bowler hat. So I said mm-hmm. Frisbee. It is oh. It is a Frisbee. I had bowler. I was thinking bowler hat, and he threw it, but I couldn't come up with a toy. Yep. Yeah. It took me forever to come up with a toy, and then I was like Pluto, and I was like... You were like, what? There's a big big gap there, Jeff. <laughs> oh, Ken was... Cough. Yeah, bad, bad naming, whoever came up with that 1951's ad executive. <laughs> John Hamm. John Hamm, yep. It was, let's, let's just blame John Hamm. John Hamm is the reason Frisbees suck. All right. Uh, question number seven is going to be our second road trip question. That is a literature-based road trip question. But it's a little bit of geography. In the book Roughing It by Mark Twain, he travels west by stagecoach from St. Louis to California and then to a collection of islands now known as what? I'll lock in with a guess. All right. So how Yeah, many... I'm locked in. All right, Matt, <laughs> Matt is locked in. I don't, I don't know. All right, Matt, Matt what's your answer? Uh, some islands off California. I just said Alcatraz. Okay. And Jeff? Uh, I figured he was uh, stabbing further westward, and I went Hawaii. Jeff is correct. So he was going to the Sandwich Islands, which we now call Hawaii. Oh, that seemed too easy, and that's why I didn't say it. Uh, and in the in the novel, he also visits the Mormons in Salt Lake City and gold prospectors in Nevada. Secretly, I was hoping it was uh, Catalina Island, home of the famous Catalina wine mixer. So Jeff, with that correct answer, has just narrowed the gap to five points. It is 120 to 115, before, uh, almost to the end of this round. Here is the next question. 
before he was doing rap battles and music numbers on crosswalks, this Brit won a Tony for his performance in One Man, Two Governors. I'm locked in. Something to do with Hamilton, but I don't know. Um, and I can't think of any Brits. Um, so I'm just going to say Hugh Laurie. Okay, Hugh Laurie, and let's go to Jeff. Uh, the only Brit I can think of that does rap battles, and I may be way off base here, is James Corden. Well, uh, you may have seen him on an uh, episode of Doctor Who on uh, a great sitcom in Britain as well. It is the host of the Late Late Show, James Corden. Oh, wow. Yeah, so James Corden does some, some rap battles. There's a particularly good one with Helen Mirren you should check out. And then also his crosswalk musicals are awesome. So if you like musical theater at all, crosswalk musicals are a lot of fun. All right, so we're almost nearing the end of this round. And uh, what better way to end the round than with two questions that sort of have uh, Oscar around them since we're, we're coming up on the Oscars here. So the first question... Number nine, what Oscar-winning actress from L.A. Confidential played a cadaver in Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance music video? I'm locked in. Do you know this one, Ken? Yep, Ken knows it. I think I know. I think I have an idea, so I'm locked in. All right, let's start with Jeff. Um, This is a guess. I I think the woman who was uh, one of the leads in L.A. Confidential was Kim Basinger, so that's what I said. All right. Yeah. And Matt? Yeah, the only two people I can name from that movie is Kevin Spacey and Kim Basinger. So I said Kim Basinger. It is Kim Basinger. Wow. Great job. And for our final question, uh, another Oscar-related question. All right. So here we go. After winning an Oscar for Jerry Maguire, Cuba Gooding Jr. told Hollywood to show him the money. In return, they gave him snow dogs. If the NFL rang him up to pay him boatloads of money... What team would most likely sign him due to his experience wearing their colors in Jerry Maguire? Mm-hmm. I have never seen Jerry Maguire. Ditto. Help me help you, Matt. <laughs> I'll give you the DVD. Uh, I am, uh, I'm going to lock yeah, in. Yeah, I'm locked in, too. All right. All right. So before I give you guys the answer, I'm just going to tell you a little story. Uh, when I met Steven Spielberg, which you guys know from episode 12... I also met a very, very intoxicated Cuba Gooding Jr. And uh, he was stumbling around. And the thing I'll remember is he gave me a big hug. We took a picture. And for about 10 minutes, all he did was scream towards the stage and said, Tom, I love you, Tom. You're my buddy, boy. You're my boy, Tom. And uh, Tom Cruise never came to to greet him, unfortunately. (laughs) But uh, he was a very nice man, just uh, very, very intoxicated. But, uh, Jeff, what team did he play for in Jerry Maguire? Um, Well, I... When you said wear their colors, I figured it had to be pretty distinct. So um, I guessed the uh, purple and gold of the Minnesota Vikings. All right, the Minnesota Vikings. And Matt? Yeah, I I mean, from what I remember, he's living in a fancy house, and I think it's like off the beach. Um, So my guess was that he was a player for the Miami Dolphins. All right, he says Miami Dolphins, and Ken is signing me with an AZ. It was the Arizona Mm. Cardinals. I did kind of have a like a white and red in my head, but that didn't narrow it down as far as teams. So, and after regulation, Jeff has taken the lead, one thirty-five to one thirty, going into the final round. As you guys know, it's going to be five categories where you can wager zero to thirty of the points that you've accrued, and I'm going to give you those categories right now. Category one: sports ball elites. 
Question number two is going to be in YA lit. <laughs> no. I feel like you may have made a joke about that category before. <laughs> Question number three is going to be not a comic book movie sequel. Question number four. Baby, it's cold. Really cold outside. And number five. Statues galore. So think about those guys, and uh, we'll get your wagers here. Uh, all I'm going to say here is whatever Jeff took from that homeless man outside the gas station, it's really helped him because he's just coming <laughs> back with, with a fury. There was one point where Jeff had gotten six out of seven questions. All right, everyone, the wagers are in. Before we get to uh, the questions here, I just want to say uh, one more time thank you to everyone in Boston for a wonderful Geek Bowl experience that we had two weeks ago. I uh, loved meeting all of you. It was just a, a pleasure to uh, talk to all of you in person, put a, a face to a name uh, or a face to a voice, and uh, we couldn't be happier with the wonderful world of listeners that we have. So thank you so much, and we love when you interact with us, so keep doing it. We love putting out the show for you. It's all about you guys, so uh, we're just here to serve you. So thank you so much. All right, so question one in Sportsball Elites, and it's called Sportsball because of one of our listeners, David Levesey, so shout out to you, my friend. Philadelphia now joins New York, Boston, Chicago, and what city as the only cities with a team to win the World Series, Stanley Cup, Super Bowl, and NBA title? Um, what, were, what were the teams that have already been set? Philadelphia joins New York, Boston, Chicago, and what city as the only cities with a team to win the World Series, Stanley Cup, Super Bowl, and NBA title? Question two. Oh, come on. That, that guy, that was a bad move. All right, so question two was in YA Lit. What young adult novel, written by Lois Lowry, won the 1994 Newbery Medal and was inspired by her own father's memory loss? Moving on to question three, in the category of not a comic book movie sequel. I haven't done this in a while. I'm looking for that movie sequel where an escaped blade took Tony Stark hostage in a forest only to be confronted by an apathetic Two-Face. All right, one more time. That movie sequel where an escaped blade took Tony Stark hostage in a forest only to be confronted by an apathetic Two-Face. Well, I've got all the actors. Uh, I'm not going to find a film. Question four in Baby It's Cold, Really Cold Outside. I have a list of the 11 coldest recorded temperatures outside of Antarctica. Number one is the earliest recorded in 1933, and number 11 is the most recent in 1999. Two countries appear on this list twice. I want you to name them. All right. And the final question in the category of statues galore. Certain iconic statues symbolize the cities they reside in. Mannequin Peace in Brussels, the Statue of Liberty in New York, Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro, or blank in Copenhagen, Denmark, a bronze statue by Edvard Eriksson. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— we answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. 
Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Both contestants have locked in with their answers. All right, so uh, the first question was in the category of sports ball elites. Matt wagered 30 and Jeff wagered 10. Uh, I was just uh, asking you, along with Philadelphia, New York, Boston, and Chicago, what city joins them as the only cities to win a World Series, Stanley Cup, Super Bowl, and NBA title? Uh, So let's start with Jeff. Um, So I kind of tried to go through and figure out what cities I could eliminate for not having one of those teams. Um, I know confidently that the Lakers have won, the Kings have won. I feel pretty sure that either the Rams or the Raiders won when they were in L.A. Um, and that just left the, uh, the question of whether the Dodgers or um, maybe one of the other teams that was in uh, L.A. at that time had won. But I, I stuck with it. I guessed L.A. That was my best guess. Okay. and Yeah, uh, Dodgers have definitely won a World Series. And uh, pretty sure it's the Raiders uh, when they were still in L.A. before they moved to Oakland. So Los Angeles. All right. And the correct answer is Los Angeles. All right. Question two was in YA Lit. All right. And both competitors bet zero, so they have nothing to lose here. Although Jeff sounded like he knew the answer and wish he had bet more. Uh, I was looking for the novel by Lois Lowry that was inspired by her own father's memory loss. Jeff? Um, I, yeah, I couldn't remember. I was getting it confused with uh, Number of the Stars. So I, that would be my official... Uh, final answer. Okay, and Matt? Um, I had no answer because I don't read YA Lit. <laughs> okay, well, this is uh, one of my favorite books that I read as a young adult uh, who the books are written for, and it was The Giver. Yeah. Oh. I kept wanting to say The Giving. I just watched the giver, I, I the, the giver, the movie adaptation. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, actually. I thought I heard bad things, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. All right, so uh, question three was in the category of not a comic book movie sequel. Matt wagered 10 and Jeff wagered 20. I was looking for the movie that starred uh, Blade, Tony Stark, and Two-Face. In reality, it was the actors that portrayed them, uh, and it was a sequel. So, Jeff, do you know what movie I was talking about? Um, Well, Blade is Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Two-Face in question is probably not Aaron Eckhart, Um, but it could be. He's my favorite Two-Face. Um, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get to the movie. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't get there. 
All right, and Matt, what do um, you have? The only movie I could think of with Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes in it is U.S. Marshals. It is wow. U.S. Marshals. <laughs> Never seen it. Yes, it is it's the sequel to The Fugitive, and it's uh, spoilers. It's uh, Actually, I'm not going to spoil it for you because it's kind of a nice turn, so I won't say anything. But yes, it is uh, Robert Downey Jr., Wesley Snipes, and Tommy Lee Jones, and the clue there was apathetic Two-Face because yeah. he doesn't care. I don't care. Our, I don't care! That's right. All right. Uh, question four was in uh, sort of in science. It was uh, baby. It's cold. Really cold outside. Zero points wagered by Matt and Jeff went big with thirty because I think he realized it was going to be a science question by the clue. So um, I said I had the eleven coldest recorded temperatures outside of Antarctica and two countries appeared on that list twice. And I wanted you to name them. So let's start with Matt. Um, I had no idea, so I just said uh, Iceland, which sounds cold, and Russia, which I know is usually cold uh i'm almost positive they get really cold readings from vladivostok station all the time in russia that one i'm certain of um the other one uh, i actually I, I wanted to go canada but i'm gonna go the united states all right well i'm just gonna read the countries here finland china sweden kyrgyzstan mongolia canada greenland russia and russia and the united states and the united wow. states so that's 30 points to jeff yeah and uh, for the record, the coldest temperature there is negative uh, 67.7 degrees Celsius uh, in Siberia, 1933. Mm. And in the final question, the category was statues galore. Matt wagered 10, Jeff wagered zero. All right, so this one uh, was a bunch of famous statues, and I was looking for the name of the famous bronze statue in Copenhagen, Denmark, that was made by Edvard Eriksson. So uh, Jeff had nothing to lose. So Jeff, what did you put? Uh, I put the statue of Niels Bohr. <laughs> okay, the statue of Niels Bohr. And Matt, what did you have? Uh, yeah, I don't know why I thought I would know anything about statues. <laughs> I just put a statue of Danish liberty. This is probably not right. Statue of Danish liberty. And before I give you the answer, we're actually passing an exit for Ripley. So shout out to Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, um, the statue by Edvard Eriksson that is located in Langalini Promenade is the Little Mermaid. Right on the water, the Little Mermaid. Under the sea. Gotcha. All right. Uh, So after tabulating the scores, it was pretty stressful. Uh, We had to pull over because Jeff uh, hocked up uh, some of the pizza from last night. It is 160 to 155, and today's cream of the crop is Matt. Cream of the crop, yeah. Cream of the crop! I did not enjoy this. Jeff did not enjoy it. I think he was changing the AC to heat, AC to heat. He was unsure temperature was all over the place uh matt how did you like doing it today uh skyping oh, i in? loved it uh full night of sleep uh well, first of all at home. <laughs> it was great for me uh sorry to interrupt guys uh breaking news we are entering pennsylvania pennsylvania you made it pennsylvania where you where we're told to pursue our happiness uh, it seems that neil has just left his state of confusion i i have left my state of confusion uh i haven't really eaten anything and i have my big bottle of water here um well great job guys on the game there um, just wanted to say a very uh, heartfelt thank you to our other co-host, Ken, uh, who's been driving this whole time. Um, we didn't want him to interact with us uh, on a vocal way just to make sure that we were safe when we were driving and, uh, and following the rules of the road. But uh, thank you to Matt for joining us. Thank you once again, as Matt said, to our Patreon subscribers for this awesome recorder that is mobile enough to let us do it in a car. So um, it's pretty awesome uh, how technology works. And uh, you guys know where to find us, at Triviality Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, on behalf of Ken, Matt, and Jeff, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. 
was in Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls! Slowly I turned, and step by step, inch by inch, I walked up to him and I smashed him. I hit him. I knocked him. I smashed 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 him.